once again, another terrible Tuesday is going to cost the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and happy 4-1-2 day to all that celebrated in the city of Pittsburgh. The Pirates gave you a nice little gift on 4-1-2 day with a Jihuan Bay walk-off home run against the defending World Series champions. And then a little bit south at PPG Paints Arena, the Pittsburgh Penguins crapped the bed on a great opportunity to put the New York Islanders on the ropes for the Stanley Cup playoff spot. The Penguins entered last night's game with just that chance. They had a game in hand. They were down only one point to the New York Islanders, and they were playing the worst, at the moment, the worst team in the National Hockey League. Team number 32 of 32 in the NHL, the Chicago Blackhawks, on home ice. What followed is what we've actually seen on Tuesdays for about the past six weeks. A team in the Pittsburgh Penguins that had no business playing in front of anybody in the sport of hockey. Especially in a game with implications. They didn't show up. Plain and simple. That's what happened. The Pittsburgh Penguins in a massive game to decide most of their playoff hopes they didn't show up. And now they wake up on Wednesday, 4-1-2 day, as I said, with a 9% chance to make the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk a little bit more about this game. Tristan Jari had been playing better as of late. He started to find his groove. He started to look like the all-star of Tristan Jari. And then last night, reverted back into somebody that probably does not deserve $5.5 million or anything in that price range. He was tested early, and he stood tall to the task. He looked solid in the first 10 minutes of the game, and he had to. The Chicago Blackhawks had 11 shots on goal in the first 10 minutes of the game, including a handful of shots on what looked like a very productive power play for the 32nd-ranked team in the National Hockey League. But at the end of the day, the Penguins, defensively, offensively, started to figure their stuff out. When you're playing one of the worst teams in the league, that tends to happen. The Penguins controlled the pace of play, they controlled the puck possession, but they really didn't test Peter Mrazek all that much. What happens when you don't test an NHL goaltender? They usually heat up a little bit, and that's exactly what happened. He sees some easy shots, one opportunity, no real rebound chances for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Peter Mrazek heats up and starts to look much better than he actually is. We see it all the time. The Penguins do it for every goaltender this season. They don't get quality opportunities early in games. So what happens? The game goes into the second period 0-0. And you have to wonder, with the Penguins controlling the possession the way that they have... The longer it stays 0-0, the better the chance is that the Chicago Blackhawks are going to pull off the upset. That's exactly what happened. A really bad goal from the blue line gets them up 1-0 after two periods. And then you think, okay, 
Second period's over. They're only down by one. You have to imagine Mike Sullivan, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, they're getting the boys going. 20 minutes to save our season right now. And they did nothing. Yeah, they they tied it on their fourth power play opportunity of the game with an Evgeny Malkin goal. Beautiful pass by Raquel. Good job by Malkin to put it away because nobody else on the team was putting anything away. Sidney Crosby was screwing up opportunity after opportunity. You can say Morazic made the save, but Crosby really didn't execute well last night. So yes, they do get that goal and tie it one to nothing, but there was no fire in that team. You could tell there was only one player that considerably increased his game, stepped up his game in the third period, and it was Danton Heinen. Danton Heinen, the guy that has been a healthy scratch several times this year simply because he was not good enough. It took 80 and two-thirds games, but in the third period last night, we finally saw the Danton Heinen of last year. But you know what? He stepped up in the moment. And then at the end of the game, he was rewarded with a goal. A garbage goal that means absolutely nothing. But it's a nice feather in the cap for a solid third period that he played. He provided the best chance at 5-on-5 in the entire third period. That was right off the faceoff. Forced Mrazek to make a really quick save. And then he had another opportunity in that same shift, I believe. Crosby, Zucker, Raquel, Malkin, Latang. None of those guys stepped their game up considerably in the third period. And I know what you're going to say. How are you going to blame the top six? You know, they've been the only thing that's good this season. They have, and as a season as a whole, they were failed by the people around them. Whether that's the players on the ice, the bottom six, the defense at times, the goaltending at times, the coaches, the management... There's a lot of people at fault, and for the most part, it's not the top six on why this team is probably going to miss the playoffs. But last night, against the Blackhawks, they're not absolved from that. Because they didn't elevate their game when they needed it most. Something we've seen them do time and time again, they just didn't have it last night. And then, back on the train... Tristan Jari, after a tie game, gives up two horrendous goals, especially the one to Andreas Athanasiu. He makes the save on Athanasiu coming in on a two-on-one, fine. But then, I don't know what that effort was right after it. Slow to react. That killed Tristan Jari. And I don't know, I don't know where his injury status is. Listen, from what we've been told, he's no longer dealing with an injury. But whenever your injury this season was a chronic hip injury, there has to be some lasting effects for an NHL goaltender. So I don't know if that's it. I'm not going to make excuses for Tristan Jari. He's not going to make excuses for himself because that's not the kind of guy that he is. But man, three horrendous goals given up by Tristan Jari last night in a gotta-have-it situation. And the worst part was he wasn't tested all that much. You just needed him to make a save, and he couldn't even do that. Luckily, he has one more chance to put something else in people's minds before the end of the season, but it might be in a game that's futile to begin with. 
it might not matter to begin with. The Penguins might already be eliminated. So that might be the lasting impression of Tristan Jari going into a contract summer. Not a good thing for 35 in black and gold. So here's the thing. Title of the show today is Another Terrible Tuesday. This is a trend. A trend that I probably wouldn't have mentioned if they would have won last night because at the end of the day, they'd probably be going into the playoffs and once you get into the playoffs, who cares what happened in the regular season, right? For contracts in the summer, that's when you talk about it, but at that point in time, who cares what happened game to game on certain weekdays? But they lost last night and they're hanging on by a thread in the playoffs. And that's why this trend starts to get a little bit more important to the position that they're currently in. On Tuesdays, since March 1st, I'd argue Tuesday is the worst day of the week. The Penguins are making it an even worse day of the week since March 1st. The Penguins on Tuesdays since March 1st are 1-4-0. Not good. Not good at all. Well, to make things worse... Those four losses came to Montreal, Detroit, New Jersey, which makes sense, but we all remember that game against New Jersey last week. They didn't belong on the ice. And now Chicago. They lose all of those games by multiple goals. Just not a good enough effort. And then the only win they had on a Tuesday since March 1st was against the now 32nd ranked team in the NHL, Columbus Blue Jackets. And if you remember correctly, that was on home ice, and the Penguins had to come back from a 4 to nothing deficit to win that one in overtime. They just, for some reason, haven't shown up on Tuesdays over the past six weeks. They've had two days off prior to three of those games, including last night's. Sunday off, Monday off. They practiced on Monday, but they didn't have a game either of those two days. And they still show up like they have nothing to play for. They just didn't want it enough last night is what it looked like. The Penguins, as a result, are now on the brink of elimination. What they need is the Islanders to lose in regulation tonight to the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know about you, I don't have much faith that Marty St. Louis and the boys are going to be able to pull off that upset, especially with a win-and-you're-in situation for the New York Islanders, or even get into overtime in their in situation for the New York Islanders. If that game goes past 60 minutes, it's night-night sleep mask for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So to get into the playoffs, they need that, and then they need to beat Columbus, which at this point... You just lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. It's not a given that they beat the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday. Things aren't looking good for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Tuesdays have looked especially bad for the team in black and gold. And it just might cost them the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll see you guys next time.